blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. Press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasatman. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Tucson Essentials on the Female Solutions Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Well, good morning, Tuesday morning, February 8th, and we are here live on Self-Cell Care. Um, And I'm starting the show a little differently, um, starting today, going forward. Every single morning that I'm on, I'm going to tell you why I share this show. Now, I typically fit it in somewhere. But um, the story goes, I was misdiagnosed in 1997 um, and put on 19 different medications that took me from being a bodybuilder to obese. And that happened within a few weeks. Um, I put on uh, 100, a total of 100 pounds, 50 of it went on in two weeks and the other 50 over the following few months. Um, and stayed that way for two decades until I understood that food was my medicine and not synthetics. And so I now um, 
use this platform to help everybody else become a little bit more aware about the power of food as medicine. And that doesn't mean that there's not times for Western medicine. Western medicine is has helped me greatly, um, especially if you have a broken leg or a torn ligament, but there's actually even frequency medicine for that. So um, I'm just saying there's an opportunity to get out of the box <laughs> and try things differently. Because when I was faced uh, with my own mortality, I decided um, that doing the same thing and expecting a different result, as Albert Einstein said, was the definition of insanity. <laughs> so here we are. Um, and I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Amanda Monier, and I'm going to bring her on. Good morning. Good morning, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to um, have been connected with you. And I, um, I love your story. And I would, you know, um, why don't you uh, start off by sharing with people about your health journey and how you uh, came to be where you're at? Because, you know, you're, you're a health warrior, <laughs> an energetic healer warrior. So go ahead. Yeah. So as far as the health piece goes, I had my parents divorced when I was about six years old. And I, I know like the reasons now, I didn't know why I was struggling with skin issues my entire life up until about 30, I'm 32 now. Mm -hmm. And I had this, it, it, my skin just broke out. Like it started probably in about seventh grade, um, sixth, seventh grade. And I just had like my, it was like mainly my face, but sometimes elsewhere. And it was it was something that was just very uncomfortable for me. It's like, you know, when we have breakouts on our face. It can be very, um, it messed with the self-esteem. And I just, I tried everything aside from the only thing I didn't try was Accutane. <laughs> I tried the Western medicine approach. I tried, I did the vegan diet for two years. I did the detoxes. I did literally everything. And so it was just really hard for me being like a grown woman and still being, in my late twenties, early thirties and having the breakouts on my face, because it was just something I was very self-conscious of. Sure. And as I continued to pull, peel back the layers and go deep on all the things that I had suppressed inside my body, my skin slowly started to clear up. And it was within the last year that I really got to like that nucleus, if you will, yeah. of the things that were actually causing the acne because the, what I've learned on my journey, it's the physical symptoms are just a manifestation of something so much deeper going on inside. Oh, totally. And, that, and yeah. it, it, it could be so many different things, right? And we're told and we're taught to put it into a box and to kind of piecemeal it, if you will, to where it's like, okay, if you have a skin issue, you go to the dermatologist. You don't necessarily look at those deeper levels and layers. It's not something that is necessarily common in society. And so I just... I was like at a loss at this point. Well, I mean, and let me just say, I want to like have people really hear what you just said. It's not something common that we look at in society. We don't look at how we feel and how it manifests as, um, as disease. Like most people yeah. don't connect our emotional well-being with our physical body. 
Yeah. And I think that is shifting. I will say, I think it's becoming more common. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, more, there are more people doing this type of work and it isn't as woo woo maybe or taboo as it would have been, you know, 10 years ago. And so I do think that that is something that's amazing. I've seen a lot of people kind of doing this more conscious medicine, if you will, and really addressing it from a whole person perspective, like the mind, body, spirit, you know, the mental, the physical, all the things. Well, let's talk about the woo-woo for a moment, because, you know, I, um, you know, besides studying under functional medicine doctors and, you know, other traditional Chinese medicine doctors, um, you know, I, I watched the series, the docu-series, The Truth About Cancer. And there's one line that I always remembered. I mean, I remembered a lot of it, but this one. You can eat all the organic food that you want. And if you don't take care of what's going on between your ears, meaning your emotional health, your brain health, you're still going to get cancer. So we know that when you're stressed, it increases your cortisol levels. We know cortisol is damaging to the body, to the innate immune system. It's damaging to your nervous system. So, um, yeah, it's... people can say it's woo-woo, but it's your body and there's science behind it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I found that that identity is, is a very powerful component because it's all tied into our structure and how we see ourselves. And if for me going kind of back, circling back to the acne, when I was little, I, I, when I started uncovering these things, it was all tied to my light is too bright and I need to dim my light. And so I was playing this character, if you will. And I, the way it was shown to me when I was able to really like kind of get that final piece was this like costume I had put on that like, I couldn't be beautiful and I wasn't beautiful. And so when I'm kind when, when I'm wearing this, you know, costume Mass. and when I have, yes. And when I have this program running in the background, it would make sense to why my body would be responding and affirming that for me. Cause that's what I told it to do for 25 years, 30 years. Yeah. And how many of us have been asked to dim our light? Like, yeah, I'm in right now and I'm not going to get into the political agenda around it or the health agenda. Let's forget the health for a moment. Let's, I mean like the, the physical health, Okay, I'm just going to talk about the emotional health of wearing a mask physically. You're being yeah. asked to dim your light. What happens when you smile? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The whole face lights up. Mm-hmm. And, to and me, it usually creates a smile with somebody else. If you smile, most of the time, <laughs> they smile. Right? So if you smile, the other person's going to respond in kind. And so, and today we're talking about how you can't fake frequency, right? And, um, and so I'm really glad you brought that up. And um, I have a question for you um, because I'm, I'm called to, to, to read this. Um, there's, a, there's somebody on Facebook, her name is Jamie Zahn. And um, do you know this person? Because, okay. So the news can covers okay. reruns from last week, but can't help me and my family, Sarah, and I'm called to, I've been asking spirit and they're asking me to address this. I have no clue if you answer these kinds of questions, but my sister has been missing for three months. Her friends and even the cops won't say 
or do anything. And she has an eight-year-old son who would, who, who she would never abandon. She has not called him either or me or her family last year to hear from Sarah was her son's grand, her son's grandma, December 10th, 2021. Please help Sarah's on missing from Fargo, North Dakota. Are you, know, we're both intuitives. Do you want to address this or do we want to address this offline? I can address it offline or I can address it here. Um, I would say like preliminarily, one thing that I've, I've learned, it's like, if that's your like intuition telling you something, it's probably spot on. So don't stop. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to channel this for this person. So mm -hmm. uh, Jamie, I hope you're listening up still. Um, let me just take a look at this. So, um, let's see. So your sister's name is Sarah. And is that right? And I just need you to reply in the comments here. So I feel like Sarah is alive. If, if, um, let me see if she's calling in. She hasn't called in. So if you want to um, call into the show, it's 515-605-9325. And I don't typically um, answer these questions, these types of questions. This is, I'm more of a medical intuitive. Hold on a second. Her choice in that was it her conscious choice in the matter or unconscious choice in the matter? I'm hearing there's a conscious choice on behalf of Sarah in the matter, not an unconscious choice, meaning she manifested it unconsciously. Whatever she's doing, it's a conscious choice. That's what I'm told to, to say. And I'm told to tell you to breathe through this. There's a lesson here for you and you need to breathe through it. And you need to step up for the family and support, just be the support and bright light that you are. What else does Jamie need to do? They just keep on saying you need, in, in, in spite of the storm, they're saying, be the light. Okay. So, um, Jamie, I hope that helps. Um, we have an angry monster here. Oh, that's Jamie. Oh, Jamie's angry because of what's going on. I get it. Sorry about that, Jamie. Um, I, I, my heart goes out to you. I would meditate, Jamie. I would go, uh, if you don't know how to meditate, there's a lot of different uh, places on YouTube. We can teach you how to meditate or you can, do you teach people how to meditate, Amanda? We haven't gotten to you really yet. I mean, except for the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, so I do teach, I do like breath session, meditation and yoga, yin yoga. So I'll do like guided meditations and, and things of that nature. And I, I do have my own meditation practice. So I meditate for at least an hour a day. So Jamie, it's interesting that you um, came on um, to this show. Um, Amanda, you have a background in law enforcement. And 
I feel like Jamie, if you really want help, not from the law enforcement side, but from the intuitive side, you need to see Amanda. That's what I'm hearing. There's something about what she does. that's going to help you on your journey. Don't know exactly. Oh, it's about you creating a new life. Okay. All right. So let's go on. So, um, uh, let me, um, I'm, could you do me a favor, Amanda, and in the comment or in the, in the private chat, put down your contact information so I can put this down just so if people want to reach out to you, they can. Yeah. And then I'll post it. So, um, so today we're talking about, you can't fake your frequency. <laughs> so, um, Amanda called me or I called her. I can't remember. We got on the phone. <laughs> we got on the phone to connect and to learn a little bit about each other and, and for me to invite Amanda to this show. And I was in a, a little bit of a rush and I said, you know, Amanda, um, you know, I said, I, I can't be on the phone right now. I think I was in, I was in training with, uh, Dr. Josh Axe that moment. And I said, um, but I get who you are. Right. And, um, I would love to have you, you know, on this show, the self cell care. Um, and she says, well, you can't fake frequency. And I said, and that's the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You want to explain for people, Amanda, what frequency is? Yeah. So the way I would explain it is we all have, like, we're all a bunch of energy vibrating together. If you put your hand under a microscope, it'll get to a point to where you see spaces. So if everything is energy, then our physical body is compressed of energy vibrating together and vibration frequency so there are different um let's say emotions mm -hmm. and viruses there's everything carries a frequency mm -hmm. everything has a frequency to it so for example um, i've come across things where people will like speak certain words but it doesn't match up with like that intuitive like the, their frequency and so it can get kind of interesting and that's why I always like one of the main things that, that I am passionate about teaching people is really just learning to use their own intuition muscle and to take their power back and to just really start to trust themselves because everywhere that I've kind of gone off track and there have been lessons there, but it's because I didn't follow my intuition. I didn't trust myself when I already knew like I, maybe some, the person was saying some things, right. but like, I just knew that something, it wasn't right. And this can be kind of subtle and that's why it, it can be a practice and you don't have to be hard on yourself or anything like that. It, it's really just about learning the ways in which you sense these things, because again, we at a deeper level can, can feel these things. And, and sometimes, like I mentioned, they can be very, very subtle to where we're just kind of like, I feel like something's off here but I don't know exactly what it is. And then we can learn to kind of get more information and things of that nature. And with intuition too, it's like, for me, I sense intuition. Um, 
I feel, I feel it deeply in my body to where if sometimes I'm even in a session with somebody and I'll feel the pain in my body or the emotion or, um, and then, and then it's just, it's so profound. Some people will um, hear things more often than they maybe feel things. Some people will see things and see visions and things of that nature. Some people just know, they're like, I just know that this is just the thing. I don't know why, but I just know. And then they just, they're, they're on to something. So, yeah. So I would say just to kind of like wrap it up, the, the frequency is just a way that we intuitively can kind of measure energy and, and feel and sense it. And it, I want to point out too, that it's all coming from our lens of the way we see things. Like the way I perceive something might be different than the way that you or um, your friend sees something. And so it's really just kind of like feeling into it and collecting information and which kind of opens a space for us to, to feel into what's right for us in certain situations. So, yeah, you're so spot on and um, you know, how many times, I, if you're listening here, how many times have you been, if you've done something, you say, oh, I should have trust my gut, you know? And we've all done that where we haven't trusted our gut. And our gut is our body's way, our higher self's way of um, cueing us into what's around us. Um, I'm so attuned at this point that if I'm walking, um, th and actually this is even <laughs> before this point. So it was back in 2017 and I'm kind of coming into who I am. And I'm at a concert in Wisconsin and my girlfriend Lee says, oh, let's cut down that alley. And I said, no, we're not. Cause I just knew bad news. Not because it was an alley, but because of the energy that was coming from the alley. And so um, I've had that where I'm walking in a forest and I'm like, yeah, we don't want to go through there. There could be a portal. There could be just a bad energy where, you know, whatever. Or um, the thing is, we know. We know. The question is, are we going to listen? So you already know what, what's good, what's not good for you. Are you going to listen to yourself? Honor you? Because that's really what it's all about. And when I look at frequency, I like to really ground it for people in something. Let's take it out of the human body for the moment, shall we? Amanda, do you have a car? I do. Do you have a key fob? I do. Do you use the key fob to open up the car? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that nothing more than a frequency? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I know. I think it, it, it I, I love this illustration because I was even talking to someone about this the other day and I mentioned like our phones, you plug a number into your phone and it can call someone across the country. But sometimes we question certain things as far as you know, connecting with the human body or connecting or when we think of someone, then they just call. It's the same thing. We're just tuning into something like a specific signature mm -hmm. and connecting in that way. And one thing I want to mention too, with the intuition piece and the trusting yourself piece and why it's also so important. So I'll give a, can I share a quick story? Oh, please do. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I had 
when I left my career in law enforcement, I had signed up to work with a business coach. And initially there were beautiful lessons there. So I don't regret any of it. Although there were a lot of times during this process where there were things that were, um, where that I was told to do that felt so yucky in my body. Like my whole body was like, that is not an alignment. Like anything from doing certain like marketing, um, strategies to where it was almost like creating this like illusion of scarcity or fear, like yeah, the marketing tactics we're told to do. Yeah. I never do that. It's abundance. Yeah, no. abundance. And I couldn't, and I couldn't do it. And I didn't know why I couldn't do it. And I found out why, but throughout this year with this person, mm-hmm. there were these little things that would happen to where I just felt so off, like things weren't matching up. And I didn't quite understand because it was kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of culminated to this physical illness in my body. And I lost my ability to, I was in bed for like a couple of weeks and some people were like, oh, you had the flu or whatever. And I didn't, I knew I didn't because yeah. I know how this stuff works. And I knew it was like this deeper manifestation of how far away I had gone from my truth. And I lost my taste and smell. And when I realized, yeah, I did. It was like for like two, three weeks. And you know, I'm sure everybody would probably jump to conclusions on why, but I knew it was deeper. I knew it was deeper. Well, yeah, because I mean, and if we jump to the, may I, if we jump to that conclusion about the why, Mm -hmm. it's still energy. What were you so scared of that you manifested getting that kind of sickness? Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I got ooh. that kind of sickness three times, but I got it for a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, oops, yeah. change my vibration. Yes. <laughs> so I, I had realized that I had, I had given my power away mm-hmm. to somebody else, mm-hmm. and that I had put this person on some sort of pedestal. Mm-hmm. And when I came to these realizations, because in my head, it was like a friendship and there was just all these things. This is definitely the short version of the story, but it was so profound that it took me a couple of days to really integrate the fact that this was what was keeping me stuck. And I had unconsciously chose this because it wasn't the first time that this was, this was a pattern that this character, if you will, showed up to reflect to me that I was not trusting myself that I was like still a little afraid to go all in and be hundred percent authentic. And once I realized all this, my taste came back within 30 minutes. My smell came back within 30 minutes. Yeah. Like I was sitting at lunch with my girlfriend and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like it had been gone for three weeks. So it was like, almost like I'd lost my taste for life. <laughs> and it just and instantly when I brought this to my conscious awareness, mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing anymore. And I was, I was hundred percent fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so you lost your taste for life, right? And so when you look at that, um, when I get in an upset, I can't eat. And then I gain weight. And why? I can't eat, but I gain weight. Because I lose my taste for life, and I feel like I'm carrying what? The weight of the world on my shoulders. It's not too hard for to figure out once we take time to breathe it in and understand but we've been programmed 
to think otherwise that we need a pill. Agreed or, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've learned during this whole process is I'm the type of person that I'm like, I want it. And, and this is a pattern that I am, am aware of and have actually, it's been very uncomfortable for me to work through this to where it's like, I just want to, like, I don't want anybody to be mad at me. And, and this was something growing up. It's like, I just felt like it was my job to fix it. And it's actually not our job to allow other people to like dump their emotional stuff on us. There's a balance between like kindness, like holding space and allowing them to work through their own stuff because there was, um, someone had, I don't even remember who said this, but it was, it beautifully illustrated the fact that it's like, when we, when we accept that and they're dumping their stuff on us, that lowers our vibration. And then we're not able to show up in our authentic way. Like if we're in our authenticity and in our light and granted there are, we're human, there's going to be emotions that come up. There's going to be things that come up that are uncomfortable. And there's nothing for me, at least there's been nothing that's been all sunshine and rainbows about this journey, this, this, really unraveling the layers and coming back home to myself is kind of how I refer to it. There's been nothing that has been 100% blissful about it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't change it, but it's, it's definitely a process of letting go of all the illusions, the delusions, the lies, the conditioning, the imprints that are placed upon us or our perception of the world. Maybe it served its purpose for one point in time to keep us safe but we can choose something else as we continue to grow and evolve and like really come back to our center and our truth and our, our essence and kind of circling back to this balance. It's just, I found it to be so important to have the balance and to be okay with people not maybe because maybe they're going through their own process and me jumping in and trying to fix it and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry when I didn't do anything wrong, takes them away from their process of maybe processing their triggers or their act, the thing that was activated in them. There's, there's a difference. And, and we, I've just found it to be something that has been powerful for me to just even ask for help too. It's like, oh man, this feels really uncomfortable. God, source, universe, divine, like I'm open to receiving the guidance and the information and to really seeing what is here for me to see so that I can show up with kindness, but not to the detriment of myself to where I'm trying to solve something that isn't mine to solve. Like I'm trying to fix not someone your else. charge where yeah. it's not your charge. Mm -hmm. exactly. Let's come back to that. We have to go to commercial and let's go back to that because I, I, um, I want to talk about when it's not your charge enablement, when you're enabling others or people are enabling you, right. And allowing people on their journey. So, uh, if I forget about it, let me know when we come back. Cause you know, <laughs> multi trying to share the show while we chat, you know, <laughs> so let me go to commercial. Hi, I'm Jody Susan with Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. 
At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Susan Essential supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Okay, one more. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Okay, and then the next commercial I'm playing, which is quick, uh, for those people who buy online, you might want to perk up because this is how you can get paid for buying online when you refer what you bought to somebody else. Welcome to Quick Click, where customers can buy, share, and earn. Meet Sam. Sam owns an e-commerce business that sells athletic shoes and running gear. Sam wants to increase her sales without increasing marketing spend, so she decides to list her products on QuickLick. On QuickLick, her loyal customers can get paid for sharing her products with their friends. Sam uploads her products to the marketplace, just like she would on Amazon or Shopify. Meet Laura. Laura is in the market for a new pair of shoes and comes across Sam's brand on the QuickLick marketplace. Laura is able to purchase the shoes and check out like she would on any other e-commerce site. After purchasing, Laura receives a unique quick link that she can share with friends to begin earning quick cash. Her friend Jessica opens Laura's quick link on her phone and purchases the pair of shoes. Because Jessica purchases using Laura's quick link, Laura receives quick cash in her account. After purchasing, Jessica can now share her own QuickLink and begin earning quick cash as well. But QuickClick is more than just your typical referral or affiliate platform. QuickClick rewards customers for sales they directly and indirectly influence. So, for every sale Jessica's new QuickLink makes, Laura will earn additional quick cash as well, making the potential for earning exponential. Laura and Jessica can transfer their quick cash balance to their bank account at any time or can even use quick cash to make additional purchases in the app. Meanwhile, Sam can just watch as the sales roll in. Best of all, she doesn't have to worry about costs since she is only spending marketing dollars when actual purchases are made. Start buying, sharing, and earning today at quickclick.com. Well, welcome back. 
and I'm going to see if we have any callers. We have a few callers, but no questions. So if you have any questions for Amanda about frequency and healing um, and, and your vibe and how energy works, um, you can call in to 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak. Um, we, um, and a little bit about Amanda, she's a holistic healer, new earth, visionary mentor, published author, certified yoga teacher, creator of the yin yoga recode method, which we're going to ask about. And, um, and she helps people, you know, identify their authentic self, right? So what's your, what's your purpose here on the planet? What, you know, which it's not supposed to be someone else's, um, it's supposed to be uniquely you. So, so let's go back. Um, and I didn't take notes. And actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to clear energy real quick. I use um, a, a Tibetan doll. So, all right, look at that. This is a big bell. All right. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Watch your ears, everybody. Okay. So, a little bigger than the other bells. <laughs> awesome. We, we don't discriminate. I'm just going to say. <laughs> so, so back to you. Um, so we were, you know, and I did lose my train of thought and I did not take, um, I did not take a note. So we were going to talk about um, the frequency. I think it was, we were talking about opening up a key fob at, using a key fob and that's the, uh, why did I lose my train of thought? That's why I cleared the energy. Cause I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I think we were kind of going to go into like a little bit about boundaries and kind of the, we were talking about like when people are going through stuff and then they want to energetically kind of dump their stuff onto you. Yes. Yeah. So when people energetically dump their stuff, I just want to say something you, you, they can do that whether they're in the room with you or not in the room with you. So energy flows back and forth. Why don't you speak to that, Amanda? Yeah. One thing I'll kind of illustrate, especially this, this would be, I mean, for everyone, but again, if you feel energy in your body very profoundly, you may even sometimes like if I'm feeling something, I'll be like, I'll start off by even asking, is this even mine? Did I create this? They, oh, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what did you just say? Is this even I mine? Sometimes I'll start off by asking, is this even mine? Did I create this? Yeah. So is it your energy or were you walking down the street and the energy from somebody else's body jumped into yours? Right? Yeah. Okay. And I feel that it's important to point out as well. It's not something to be afraid of because especially when we get into those frequencies of mm -hmm. fear, chaos, all, the, all of those things. I always say anything anchored in fear or chaos is just an absolute no for me. Like if someone's trying to get me to do something and it's like, it's, it's like an action they want me to take out of like me fearing something, 
it's always going to be a no because I just don't, I don't want to, and, and I don't want to participate in anything like that because it's just, I I just don't like the way that it feels, but yeah, it's just one of those things where, when, I mean, cause again, we are all connected, right? Everything is energy. We're all connected. And so, but at the same time, we have our physical body, we have our own vessel. Like it's not our responsibility to, we could choose for it to be, maybe there are some lessons there, right? But mm-hmm. we don't have to take on the emotional trauma baggage, all these things of others. So again, for those of us who are very sensitive, as a lot of people who kind of participate in this work and listening, there's a chance you're probably pretty sensitive. You may have heard the term like empath or, you know, highly sensitive beings. And that's something that has been I, through my journey, just having to navigate boundaries and, and what it is, you know, when it's time to, you know, maybe even just release certain people in a loving way, because we don't, we don't have to stay connected with everybody in that sense. So it can be something where maybe, you know, we're spending time with someone and we're just feeling exhausted after, and it's not a balanced relationship. So I'm, I'm, I I love the idea of having these beautiful balanced relationships and it's not necessarily, you know, people go through stuff. So I have, uh, I'll use this example. I have a beautiful friendship with, I just moved to Southern California within the last year and I met the most amazing, beautiful people here. And it's been a year of just absolute growth and really diving into some of those deeper parts that were ready to be seen and released. And so my friend's been going through the same thing and we're able to show up for each other. And some days it's like, I'm going through something and some days she's going through something. <clears throat> and it's a situation to where we're kind of able to help maybe point things out the other one wouldn't see. Sometimes I kind of will go into meditation and I'll, and I'll really just go deep and just, it's like, what, you know, what is there? I meant to see her. Maybe it's just even just letting go and allowing that silence um, to move through me. So and, let, let me, I want to make a distinction here because you, you have a friend out there and the both of you are hearing each other, listening to each other, pointing out the blind spots, right? And what I want people to know is that it's how you show up. So if Amanda and your friend, like you know, kept on being the drama or the chaos or the fear versus coming into the situation, okay, so this is happening. It's a repeat behavior. Um, I see this pattern. And can you help me understand where this pattern might be coming from? As a matter of discernment versus judgment, right? And that is something that most people can support, friends versus a psychologist, because you're not zapping someone's energy and being in a pity party. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have pity parties, but you got to have your one minute, even five minute pity party, cry it out, right? (laughs) Yep. I've had my five minute pit, cry it out, and then get up on, you know, get back up on the horse and ride the trail, right? Ride the trail and figure out what's my part in this? Is it my energy? These are the questions that I teach people to ask when I'm teaching about 
my energy healing courses. So I, you know, you know, there's a way to discern if it's your energy or not, or are you holding on to the anger? So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Three days ago, I was like holding on to anger. I'm like, I don't know what I'm angry about. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what I'm here. I'm just kind of angry. And so I said, well, okay, is this my anger? Is this my energy? And spirit said, no. I said, whose is it? She goes, Fagala's. Fagala's my parent. She was a little pissy with me for not <laughs> hanging out with her. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you got to look. are so sensitive. Oh my gosh, yeah. So you have to look at who's in your environment, who are you exchanging energy with, because we are the company that we keep. And that company we keep could be in your, let's say, five foot, 20 foot, 30 foot, whatever um, area. But they could also be in Nebraska, if you're like, you know, or California or Ohio or wherever, because you are energetically connected to that person, even if they're not in your physical location, because we are energy beings. And that's why you can't fake it. So if you're in an upset and I want, okay. So if you're in an upset and your best friend calls you because she kind of felt like she needed to pipe in to help you, it's because she's getting the energetic message because she's your close friend that you need her help. I mean, how many times has someone called you up saying, Hey, what's going on? Oh my God. I'm so glad you called. I'm not doing that. Right. We are frequency beings. And I couldn't pinpoint this for decades where my mom called me every single time, like without, without fail, when there was a problem with me. <laughs> Not a problem with her, problem with me. Cause I'm sending out the message, mommy. <laughs> Does it make sense? Yeah, it, it, it's just so interesting how this works and, and learning how to navigate it by by going through it and, and like pivoting on it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It's a learning process. And it's it's the situation that I went through with with that individual I had mentioned. It was something that because I was so connected and because I almost unconsciously placed her in a position of like authority and like she knew more than me of like what was best for me it became a situation to where i wasn't able to authentically show up in my own truth and in my alignment and then the thing is everyone else unconsciously or even sometimes consciously picks up on that so even for for those of you that are listening that maybe have a business or you're working on getting like a, a side business started or anything with with the healing work it's like like that message is coming out in anything that I write and anything I speak because it's we're it's so connected that I found myself like, oh gosh, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to do it wrong, but you actually can't do it wrong. And you're more likely to be in a place of expansion and success when you're coming from that place of, of just connected to your higher self, connected to the divine, connected to God, whatever word you use to describe creator. And if it's coming through you in that space, because I know for me, anytime that I've ever participated,
participated in like even just watching a podcast or listening to a podcast, watching a YouTube video or um, signing up for even a program. It's been like an instant soul recognition when that per- with that person, because again, you can't fade frequency. So if someone's in alignment and coming from their heart and their truth, you can feel it. Your cells can feel it. Your body expands. And it just becomes this thing to where you're like, it's like almost, it's like, it's a remembrance for you. And because you're seeing this aspect of you and another person and you're like, Oh gosh, like I get it. I see it. I feel it. Like we could feel these things at a cellular level and our body shifts and changes when we come across these type of situations. So it's really learning like what it feels like when you're not in alignment and when you're more constricted and even maybe paying attention to things like your breath, because the breath can become more shallow. Maybe you're even, you're not taking as many breaths in a moment. And when we're breathing deeply, it's all about like the breath is so tied to our ability to receive it. I'm just finding these beautiful correlations and connections with allowing this energy of surrender and receiving of even the information from my highest expression, my higher self, God, as I pause and allow the receiving rather than thinking that I need to do everything from a mental perspective. Oh, I got you know all this list of all these things I have to do. Things are so much more peaceful. It's so much more ease. It's so much more expansive. How do you help people understand how the breath connects to someone's ability to receive? And while you're uh, sharing about that, um, I'm getting myself a blanket because it's cold. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So the breath, even if you break the breath apart, you breathe, breathing in, and then there's a natural pause in the breath. And then the breath out, our breath in is like, is that taking in? It is that receiving energy. And so when we, when we breathe deeply and consciously into the belly, it kind of, it, it slows everything down or it even slows down the nervous system. It puts us in our body in a more relaxed state because when we're in hyperdrive and we're in busy mode, because that's another conditioning. It's another form of societal conditioning is I have to be busy. I have to work from eight to five. I have to do all these things on my to-do list. And then you get done with your day it's seven or eight o'clock and you're depleted and you're like, okay, well, let's just go to sleep and do it all over again. It, it keeps us in this perpetual cycle. And to me, like the frequency of busy, it's almost like it's a low vibration. It is. It isn't because it's, it's not allowing those pauses. So you're, again, you're coming from that more three dimensional perspective, like that physical avatar, you're like kind of more tied to the system and the conditioning rather than allowing life God, your higher self to come through you. So if you can get those downloads and, and take those pauses in those breaths, because let's say you get your, and you have a a long to-do list and you get this ping, take a break, go lay out by the pool or go to meditate or go to the lake or go get a cup of coffee, whatever it might be. And you're like, no, no, no. I got all these things going on. I can't do that. Like I have a a 10 item to-do list. Right. And then but, but then on the flip side, what if when you're laying out by the pool, you get this download for this beautiful thing that maybe would have saved you weeks of time because you wouldn't have been coming from the mind, coming from something so much bigger that's coming through you rather than like we're human beings, but we're conditioned to just be these like little hamsters on the hamster wheel. I actually refer to like 
the system that we're born into is modern day slavery. And I know that may be kind of triggering to some people, but it is like, if you get down to like the, the foundations of it, it's what to think, not how to think you wake up and you get a, you know, a set paycheck, you pay your mortgage, you, you get a couple days off, you get a couple weeks of vacation. It's like, well, if you choose that, that's, that's the reality. But we don't have to choose that. I don't believe we have to choose that for one moment. Now, unwinding all the stuff, like that's a whole nother situation in and of itself. I, I went through that process when I left law enforcement and it was very uncomfortable at times because you're unweaving and unraveling the identity. The There is, so to speak, a death. And so that's why sometimes it can feel like you're dying because a part of you is dying. It's It's transitioning into something that is more authentic something that is more death of the past, death of the past, Mm -hmm. you know? So when we don't, um, when we don't listen to our bodies, like God telling us source energy to slow down, guess what? They're going to slow you down anyway. So here's the thing. You have a choice in the matter. You can either slow down or they're going to find a way to help you slow down. And it can show up as um, a cold. It can show up as the flu. It can show up as a broken leg. For me, I was ignoring those signs for decades. Like for decades. And then I went on disability because my body literally could not move. Uh, One of the things that I had was periodic paralysis. So I would eat something and I'd be out cold, couldn't move for 20 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes, give or take, right? And so if we're not listening to our body, it, how, I don't know how to explain this, but it's going to happen anyway. It's going to manifest. Yeah. It's going to manifest. And and then you said about, I want to go back. There's so many good sound bites here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the busy mode. So we're programmed to be busy and that's how we find our self-worth, our value. Do you know where I do my best work? in the shower me too i love that mm-hmm. the in most the downloads ever in the shower i'm like whoa i need to like have like a little notepad or something a little well i take long showers because i'm busy getting downloads yeah <laughs> or the yeah. toilet or the mm-hmm. forest you know um and then andrew this is my husband hello uh, i'm learning that busy does not require me to be rushed oh Good insight. That would say uh, that there is no time to, that would say that there's no time to fully engage in the now because we're focused on that next thing. That is so insightful. I have a brilliant husband. Yeah, I have a brilliant husband. And um, yeah, because if you can't focus on where you're at by being present, you can't fully receive going back to receiving. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love to somebody to call in and ask a question. Let me see if we have callers yet. 
We have lots of callers. If you want to <clears throat> speak to us, raise your hand. I've got one, 714-337-6781. We're going to bring you on to speak. <clears throat> and Grand Rising, and who? what's your name and where are you calling from? Good morning. It's Catherine calling from Georgia. Hi, Miss Catherine. How are you, Dolly? I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. So what's your question? I have a, okay, I have a situation where I had uh, lost all my family members. And so I wanted to move back to a place where I had close friends. And what I came back to was a somewhat toxic old friendship. And when I'm with this person or even speak with this person sometimes because of the negativity and the harshness and the critical nature um, of this person, I find myself for days in my head over, you know, what happens or what happens when I talk with her or the things she says. And I want to learn how to not let her affect me because I feel like I need to get away from this <clears throat> friendship, yet this is the whole reason I moved back here to be with, you know, someone that was like family. Ah, so you have a karmic contract with her, Catherine. <clears throat> um, but we should talk about, I mean, Amanda, maybe you want to talk about this. Um, because Andrew and I were talking about this, is that protecting your energy fields. Do you want to talk about how to protect your energy fields? Because when we're givers, like my husband is a, a huge giver, right? And we kept on getting, um, we, we were getting entities, the veils are so thin right now. So we're getting entities, attachments. I mean, we're releasing them, getting them, releasing them, getting them, releasing them, getting them. Like, what? WTF? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, don't, don't feel bad. You're in the party. It's the party. So, so the thing is, Amanda, will you talk to protecting your energy field, since we're all frequency beings, and how you how you educate people to do that yeah so one thing i actually have found helpful because if everything's coming from intention and what we're the intention behind what we're doing i've actually found it to be very helpful i actually refer to it as strengthening my field so what i do is i connect to Again, God, source, universe, whatever word you use. And I set the intention to strengthen my field because I found when I go into, and there are some times where if I'm going to like be in a large group or something, like I, I, I definitely may approach it a little differently and kind of put, you know, a little a love bubble or something around myself. But I found for me, if I'm coming from, and again, it's all down to intention. So if I'm doing a pr energy protection out of fear and out of, oh, I, you know, got to make sure that, that nothing gets in, then it's like on some level, to me, it just wasn't, wasn't feeling good. So you can so simply connect to your own, um, your higher self and your source 
connection, again, whatever word you use to describe it, and through intention, you can strengthen your energy field. Now, I, I love what you said, Jody, about the veil being thin. So I, I say the same thing because the veil is extremely thin right now. And what that means, at least in how, how I would explain it, is that the amount of light that has come onto the planet, um, because there are so many of us doing this work and um, bringing that light into our bodies and releasing the density, the vibration and frequency of the planet has been raising. So what is happening is there, I explain it in two ways. There's like this collective dark night of the soul going on. So on like the main stage, and then there's these individual dark nights of the soul going on. So what I would um, offer to you is to, when you are having interactions with this individual, to pause and notice what's going on in your body. Because if it's coming up in your body and you're feeling it in your body, then it's an opportunity to neutralize that charge of what is what you're feeling in your body. So again, one way, there are so many different ways you can do this. And that's why I recommend like, it's like not one size fits all. So it, it, a practice that I use might not work for you where a practice Jody uses and offers may work for you. So it's just kind of learning how to like work through these things and to activate that own inner healer within because again, we, we can neutralize these things, then we're in harmony with it and we strengthen our boundaries. So you can even start by putting a hand on your heart and breathing through it. Body, I feel you. I, I, I notice these emotions coming up and maybe even naming the emotions. I notice where I, I just feel powerless in this situation in this moment and just simply being okay with what is showing up in the now, because it's, it's, I always explain it. It's like, how would we show up? Because most of the, the a lot of the patterning that, that the conditioning and things that, that happen are from, from our childhood years. And so how would we speak to a little child? If a little child walked up and just said, I'm just feeling like so frustrated and so sad and so tired like this, I don't know how to get out of the situation, this relationship. And it's like, okay, like, how would we hold space for that child? We'd probably scoop that child up and say, it's okay. Like, like breathe through it. And um, just allowing the emotions in the space, like not necessarily trying to fix it, because when we're trying to fix it, it goes back to this um, intention of like not actually being present, present for what is showing up in the moment. And when we're trying to fix it, it's like another way of just trying to get escape it. And when we can just allow what is in this moment, because it doesn't have anything to do with her actually, like kind of when it comes down to it foundationally, yes, there may be some, it sounds like there's some boundaries that are going to potentially need to be um, created with this individual, but we only have control over how we show up for ourselves and we don't have, she, she may act this way for the next 20 years of her life. We, we don't have control over that. And so what I've learned is I can choose to show up for myself first and to show up in kindness and love for myself first. And in the pauses is when I get clarity on what it's to do next. What is like a next step for me to do in like the external reality? Because the external reality is a reflection of what's going on internally. So I also want to do a yes and to that. So what I want everyone <clears throat> listening to think back to either when you raised children or you were a child yourself, okay? So if the child, whether it's you or yours, is having a tantrum or an upset, 
we put them in a timeout. We tell them to quash their feelings, bury their emotions. So we're trained, programmed, right? We're programmed to quash our emotions from day one. Mom doesn't say, well, tell me what's causing you to have this upset. Not, I mean, I know that there are mothers that do that, by the way. I know my brother, Stephen, may he rest in peace, did that with his child. He asked every time she was in an upset, he asked her. She's actually fairly balanced, but she doesn't even remember um, him being such a gift. Um, the point is we're programmed not to ask them, not to ask ourselves, not to go within. And so if we can retrain our brain, our thinking, our approach to um, our upsets, to what not what did I do wrong? But what's my lesson? What am I supposed to learn here, God? Source energy. And so I just use God. So fill in the blank for yourself, right? So what um what's the lesson for me? Versus what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. This is called Earth 101. Sorry, you're in class all the time. <laughs> I love all those points and that is very good information and it does touch on actually my mother from my childhood and that's who this person the negative energy that is what it brings me back to and reminds me of so and it's something that doesn't sit well with me <laughs> Well, and what you want to do with that is look at the gift. I'm going to give you an example because we won't go through all of what you happened, you know, then. But my father, when he picked up the phone every single time or was in front of me, he'd say, what's up, Joe? Talk fast. Now, I'm a, if, you, if you study um, human behavior, which I have for 30 years, um, I'm a high D, meaning like the CEO type, um, get to the point. <laughs> so I could be mad at my dad for saying, what's up, Joe, talk fast. Like he didn't want to listen to me, but he was a high D. And so what he did is he taught me to be succinct. He taught me to be on point. He taught me to say exactly what I wanted to say without all the fodder. Thank you, dad. I could be pissed or I could be grateful. At the time, as a child, I was pretty pissed. <laughs> so the right. question is, <laughs> the question is, what is it that she has done to you that you can shift the thinking to for you that makes you the human, the perfect human that you are today? Mm, okay. Right? Different mindset. Think right. about how can I look at whatever it is that she did. Um, what did so? Um, I know a person who walked in on his father having sex with his mistress. He is the most loyal person to his wife. 
So he could be pissed at his father, right? Or he could say, thank you. You taught me what not to do. Right. We're going right. to go to commercial. Think about that. And then if you want to share, we, you know, about that, Catherine, we can. How about that? So ponder that. I'm going to. Um, okay. Well. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Great. Okay. I'm going to take off the microphone just for a moment and we'll bring you back on. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's see what we got here. We have. <laughs> Go, find, go back to the right parts of the show. Here we go. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Wellbeing with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness. Hi, everybody, Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. With a simple blood test and food plan, Susan Essentials will help your business, your family, and you eliminate toxins and create a step-by-step plan to nourish your mind, body, and spirit. Click here to learn more. Jody Susan of Susan Essentials is certified by the number one functional medicine doctor on plant-based healing essential oils, which are revolutionizing the way we manage our well-being. Schedule today to take control of your health. Hi, I'm Jody Susan of Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Susan Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses. And we do that with helping your employees or yourself 
with a food as medicine mindset. How Susan Essential supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being, and we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Well, we are back, and um, I, before we bring Catherine back, I want to share a little bit about food and energy. Food is a frequency. Plants are a frequency. And when you understand that all those things are frequencies and you're putting them in your body, and while your body's getting rid of the food called poop and pee... <laughs> Sorry, we're real on this show. The frequency stays. Your body retains the frequency. So if you're using essential oils, you can actually accumulate the high frequency of those oils, assuming that they are high frequency, if they're sourced properly, meaning without toxins. And so if you're eating conventional food and that Let's say it's a cow, let's say it's meat, and that cow was battered or not treated well. That cow had increased cortisol levels. And let's talk about the slaughter process. I mean, I studied a little bit about that when I was studying um, to become a bat mitzvah. I pivoted and became Christian, but it's okay. I mean, I learned great things. Well, when they slaughter an animal, the blood has to flow down um, so that it's, uh, it's, it's called, uh, it's, it's a, how, one of the ways in which food is kosher, okay? It's the method of slaughter and, of course, being blessed by the rabbi. And so if you're eating food, if you're eating an animal, um, and I'm, I eat meat, okay? I'm not vegan. So, but if you're eating an animal that's been abused, you're getting that memory, that cellular memory, those that cortisol, that toxin, the whatever they whatever they fed that cow, whether it's a genetically modified organism or anything like that, that frequency, that low vibration frequency is now in you. So don't make it so hard on yourself. Eat food that is sustainably produced or organic, meaning sustainably produced for definition is made without chemicals. And then raise your own vibration that way. That's just an easy way to, to start. <laughs> and that's why I want to share a couple more minutes about, not even that long, about my story. So I, I, I went from 235 pounds and lost 92. And my body was so happy to get to have real food because I was eating box food, right? Um, that it shed the weight fast. And I mean, wicked fast that I had to pin up my underwear because I didn't have any money to buy it because I was on disability. <laughs> so... Weight came off and I had a safety pin. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, right? I mean, it's kind of funny. And so if you, 
I don't know how else to explain this. The thing is, if you're sitting out there, I don't know, someone's, someone out there is saying, I hear it. Well, I don't have enough money to eat organic. You, you don't, you can't afford not to eat organic. Number one, you're not going to eat as much because your body's not craving it because the toxins that they're putting into the food are making your body crave more. So you can't afford not to eat organic. You're going to end up eating less and your bill's going to be less. And actually, because you're not buying box foods, processed foods, it costs less is the total bill. Yeah, the bell pepper costs more than the, the organic or sustainably produced bell pepper definitely costs more than the conventional bell pepper. But the total bill is smaller. It's, and that's not including the visits to the doctor. So you're not going to the doctor as often. You don't think those copays add up? 30 or $40 a pop? Start adding that one up for the total. Add that $30 to your grocery bill instead. Mindset. All right. Rant over. <laughs> Love it. Um, Catherine, I'm going to bring you back on. We have lots of callers. So if there's, um, Catherine, we'll bring you back on. And if there's any other questions from anybody else, we, you know, we welcome um, your questions. And um, Catherine, do you have, you're live now. Do you have another question for Amanda? Or do you want us to expand upon no. it? No, I understand I need to protect myself with my white light, let her energy bounce off of mine, protect myself, stay in my positive state and not take in the junk. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to do, so give yourself a grace card if you don't make it the first 10 times. <laughs> no, and allow myself to feel my feelings and understand what they are. That's huge for me. That is, that is permission, you know, to accept my feelings and, uh, and look at them and understand them. And I think that is a wonderful gift. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in and of itself too, just our, our willingness to feel the things that are coming up and showing up in that moment that it's it's just a beautiful gift to give ourselves and to just because it allows it to dissolve and then we don't have to carry it any longer because it's just it's heavy stuff it can be heavy stuff because it can be you know again the patterning and for me i'll, I'll um i've noticed that because we were kind of talking about you mentioned that there may be some kind of correlations and and things that are similar to some of the stuff with your mom and i noticed for me that my because my um, my dad, my parent, when my parents got divorced, like I, there was this abandonment wound that was created. And then like majority of the men thereafter that I dated, they all took off and left. And so it was this pattern of these characters showing up to, um, because it was so deeply rooted in my belief system and my field. Like I hadn't, I did not know as a little girl, I wasn't able to process like the trauma that, that this elicited in my body. And so it was still in my body. It was tied to my identity. It was tied to the belief that I'm not good enough and that people always leave. And so it, I continued to manifest these, the same situation and these characters kept showing up. And once I started to look at these 
as although sometimes can be very painful, I will say that I've, you know, I, I in the last year, like I, I've, I've cried out a lot of a lot of old stuff. But as I started to look at like I call it getting activated or triggered as a gift, it's allowed me the opportunity to go deeper within myself. And again, it's like if I I can choose to look at it from a victim kind of perspective, which I have done before. I'm like, oh, this person, right? This person is doing this thing to me. But if I look at what it's bringing up inside of my body and I allow myself the space and, and to feel it and to call it out. And that could be so simple as journaling it out. I've done so much is we're all like audio recorded on my phone and it'll kind of get the, the energy flowing because it's just stuck. It's trap stuck energy and, and it just wants to be heard. It wants to be seen. It wants to be felt. And so when we um, hold space for ourselves in that way, it just can be so expansive and it just really allows us to be able to, to feel what has been in inside in there that wants to be cried out because then I don't know about you guys, but whenever I have a good cry, I feel like I just dumped like 18 pounds. Like we can slowly start, start taking <laughs> and can, off the and, weight. And can the pounds be exactly on my gut, please? Because <laughs> right? set the intention for that, right? Mm-hmm. But it just feels so much lighter because we're taking off the heavy weights and the things that that we once maybe again like used to keep us safe. Like at the time when I was a little girl. It was like, it wasn't safe, like for me in the situation that I was in, because there wasn't a lot of consciousness going on. It was a lot of people in their unconscious wounding. And when you have people in their unconscious wounding, it's like, we're on autopilot. We're not creating from this place of expansiveness and consciousness and, and our, our highest, our 10 at like, what's our 10 out of 10. And so it, it creates these patterning situations, but um, yeah, just kind of to circle back and, and, and really just kind of bring it home there. But it just is so beautiful when we can, again, even just put a hand on our heart, focus on our breathing, because that actually that work, doing that work, you can, there are all kinds of different ways that we can release it. But that actually is in and of itself, it's changing those synapses. So it's doing rewiring work. It's allowing the release of those frequencies and those emotions from the body, because it's oftentimes it just wants to be felt and heard. Well said. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. That was yeah. perfect. Of course. You're welcome. I'm going to do it. So much love to uh, you. Have a great day, ladies. <laughs> you too. Thank you. So Zelda's Bye. talking about um, releasing the need that created the patterns is releasing the need that created the patterns is a great challenge. So working on my abandonment issues, uh, teach. Thanks. You know, um, she says, my journal is what saves me daily. Get outside of your head can save the day. So I want to talk about the power of journaling, um, especially, Zelda, since you own a bod, um, which I think I have one here. I do. Um, this is the bod which Zelda owns, and I have several because we help people do a reset on the neural network of the brain using Ooh. this device. Yeah, it's sound frequency. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, no, it's on right now. Hold on. So you set it at different frequencies depending on, you know, what the trauma is. Um, and when you listen to it and then you journal at the same time, 
you're activating the trauma and the bod picks it up, right? Or your brain picks up the bod and says, oh, there's an interference there. Let's reset it. And in 20 minutes, you can unravel a trauma. So you take it from, let's say if it's on a scale of one to 10, it's a nine for you. You can get it to a zero in 20 minutes, in 20 minutes. Um, I've been using mine for seven years and um, uh, it was so powerful that we incorporated it into a concept called the place of peace. Because it puts the brain in a theta state, you know, really, yeah. Okay, you get that. It's just so powerful too. And, and, and one thing that is part of kind of this whole imprinting process is when we're children, that's what brainwave state we're in. We're functioning in theta brainwave. So we're sponges, so to speak, of everything going on. And we're taking in everything, everything that's going on and we're interpreting it. And so it's, it's, we can actually, yeah, it's, that, that device sounds really, really cool. I'm interested in hearing more about that. Oh, um, it's, it's, yeah. And we, so, oh, it's, yeah. So I have videos among videos among videos and plus we'll talk offline, but I mean, mm -hmm. but this, this bod, um, so I had PTSD, right? Andrew, my husband had PTSD. And specifically for him, it was around his car accident. Uh, he had, you know, and hit head in a hit a hit in the head at 70 miles an hour. And he was in a coma for four days. And so he had a traumatic brain injury that, you know, occurred way before we met. And he healed it, but because the stress got so profound for him, the symptoms of the TBI resurfaced. And so we use food and frequency. And he's he's what my mom would call a goddamn it. <laughs> oh, he's oh a goddamn God. it. You know, like he's good. <laughs> this shows how powerful it is. And 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 what's coming to mind is the the water study. It was um maybe you remember the name, but where they um the name of the individual, because it, it's a this is a very well known study, but for some reason the name of the scientist or the doctor is is kind of it's not coming to mind, but where there were people that were setting intention of certain emotions and, and basically like oh, all day reflecting into the water and it changes the molecular structure. So it was like some of like really dense, like yucky emotions. And then some of um, love, like more high, high vibrational emotions. And they put the water under um, a microscope and the water, the molecular structure of the water with the like heavy frequencies was much more distorted and I think it was more of like a crystalline structure of the water with the love. And it even speaks to um, the, a lot of our DNA is changing. I actually believe we're reverse aging. So I oh, think- I, I, we, our, I have totally <laughs> reverse aging. Come on. Yes. yes. And, <laughs> Come on. Absolutely. I mean, I'm with you, sister. So here's yeah. the thing. Um, we, we haven't done it lately. But we take our water and we wrap our beamer around it, which is pulse electromagnetic frequencies. And what that does is it, uh, what the beamer does besides ground you with the earth's frequency and help with nutrient absorption uh, and circulation. Imagine you beam your water and you drink that crap. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I mean, that's that water study. But then I want, if you're listening, go to the ewg.org website, okay? 
And look at all the chemicals that are in your water if you're not filtering it, because I sell water filters, okay? So if you're not filtering your water, that low vibration chemical is in your body. How do you think you're going to feel? Crappy. Yeah. Yeah. And all the things that get put in our water already, um, the fluoride and the, you know, all, all of that stuff. Totally. Just, and fluoride penal, yeah. um, calcifies your pineal yeah. gland. Yeah. There's fluoride in your toothpaste. Check your toothpaste. Not my toothpaste, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know I got rid of all that stuff a while ago. And when and I was talking to my mom one day, I'm like, mom, the deodorant, the toothpaste, you got to just, gotta, we got to get you some, some cleaner stuff. And she got rid of all of it. Um, but yeah, cause the thing is, is that most people we, were just, I remember going to the dentist as a child and it was like, here's your fluoride pill. Here's your fluoride rinse. It was just like fluoride, 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 everything. Yeah, and like there, you know, all the things around, like it, it's, it's so, yeah, it's so detrimental to the body and the pineal gland and, and everything. It's just, well, so what you know. happened to me and we're going to go to commercial in a minute. Um, so the drug that I was on, uh, Prozac, had so much fluoride in it that it caused me to have um, small fiber neuropathy. Do I have proof that that's the exact cause of my small fiber neuropathy? No, I don't. But I was taking that drug for 20 years. Sorry. And it's, we know what fluoride does. Um, they also said that the small fiber neuropathy is not reversible. Guess what I did? <laughs> Reversed it. I believe it's all reversible. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so if, if you're listening and you've gone to a doctor who says they can't reverse that, I call BS. Okay. Mm -hmm. I second that. <laughs> there, so there, so even unless, I mean, the only thing that's kind of tough right now that I know of to reverse is um when you're it's type one or type two type one diabetes because your spleen or your is it your spleen that's not working or your yeah. there's a potty part there's a part of the body that just gets wiped out and it's so we would take a long time it's not a quick fix but even if you're diabetic you can reverse diabetes fast i mean just to make sure i don't get diabetes again i take um one drop of cinnamon essential oil and it goes into my dandelion coffee my coffee is made from dandelions not from coffee beans and chicory root and so that so my morning i'm getting something that's going to manage my blood sugar levels just in case you know like cinnamon's not going to hurt me it's you know it's a blood purifier so enjoy it right i mean one drop um and so we're gonna um come back oh and zelda has a question so zelda we're going to ask your answer your question and i'd love for my husband to call in he says talk more about after commercial how we act or react based upon our unconscious and what we can do about that now if he wants to call in i'm not gonna argue <laughs> let me go to a quick commercial so uh let's see here Oh, so listen up. You don't really actually, um, let me just do this. Um, and Zelda reversed diabetes too, by the way, she said. And I know she did because we met at the American uh, Diabetes Association. 
All right, so let's do this. Okay, so that was focused life force energy. And focused life force energy is a frequency that goes on the home or your body or whatever, whatever you want to act, you can even attach it to your phone. <clears throat> and it's a frequency of God and it's a frequency of Shunga. So imagine the longitude and latitude of your home being covered with shungite, which is a natural way to uh, eliminate or uh, neutralize the effects of electromagnetic frequencies. And then the frequency of God, think about being in church or synagogue or any temple where you guys are all praying and creating a high vibration. Imagine that high vibration around you all the time. That's what that is. So if anybody wants to learn about that, they should let me know. But um, we're going to go straight to, you know, to our callers. And let me just see here. Um, he has not called in yet, my husband. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to. So we'll go back to his comments. So it says, talk more about how we act or react based upon our unconsciousness and what we can do about that. Go for it, Amanda. All right. Yeah. So the unconscious really does like run a lot of a lot like for the most i'll say this when we start doing this conscious work it becomes something to where we just kind of like for me i would say what we can do about it so i notice like when the emotions come up or when the uncomfortability comes up again i sense it a lot in my body i, I would you know recommend kind of again learning how you sense these things but the that always tells me that there's something because I do truly believe that our like divine state is this beautiful, like state of alignment and flow. We're embodied in our essence to where we're just like, we're emanating our truth because I, I believe that we are you, a unique expression of God. And so we all have this beautiful, unique soul blueprint, soul frequency that is a piece of the puzzle of the whole. And so the, up until the point when you kind of have this awareness and this awakening to the deeper nuances, meanings, things related to the way energy works, the way the universe works. And I will also hum very humbly say I am learning just as long, just as everyone else is. So, it, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not beginning to say that I know everything about this, right. I am learning as well, but the unconscious piece. So when we are going through our, like I mentioned, even our early years of life, like we're taking in everything and that can even start in the womb. It can come down from ancestral and genetic and thank our you. DNA. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So the issues are in the tissues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It's, it, I, I feel like it's all like an aspect of it. And that's, so there, it that's where this so comes in, by the way. <laughs> so this comes in for the issues that are in the tissues in this generation. And I don't know about you, but I clear the issues that are in the tissues for past generations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So again, and, and it goes back to too, it's like, is this even mine? So there were things around like kind of this like poverty scarcity energy that I was feeling. I was like, this is interesting. 
And, and when I tuned into it and there have been layers on both sides of the family, but this particular thing I'm speaking of was from my mother's ancestral lineage. And so I was able to release that from the DNA, which that in and of itself changes to where it's like, okay, well now I'm not going to pass that down when, when I have children. So the unconscious aspects and how we react to it, if we have these software programs running in the background and they've been a part of us for our entire life, thank you. it would only make sense that we are continuing kind of on this autopilot to where we're responding in certain ways. And again, I go back to the identities that we, the characters that we play, because I, I like to explain it like this. We play characters to keep ourselves safe and to take the path of least resistance at the time that certain tumultuous situations arise or maybe even good situations. But we play these, we can play these characters in our lives. And when we're playing characters, we're not in alignment with our, with our, with our essence and our truth. We're, we're almost, um, you know, again, and, and this is like no judgment, no shame on any of this. This has just been my experience and the way that I've kind of learned to unravel these things. So I'm not in my unconscious. And one thing that I've said is, is God, I'm willing to see the truth. And I think just, wow, that is that's powerful. Mm-hmm. God, I'm willing to see the truth. I choose to see the truth as well. I choose to see the truth. That's powerful. Wow. Okay. Keep going. So kind of circling back to like the unconscious when we are again in our younger years playing these characters, archetypes, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. We let we humans love to label these things. The again, if it's not congruent and it's not authentic to who you truly are, if if we're doing it to kid ourselves or keep ourselves safe, it's again, it's going to show up in physical, it can show up in discord and disease in the body, the physical manifestations of it. And then we're, again, we're just, we are, so to speak, subscribing to these things mm-hmm. that aren't us. And we're, because I mean, this can go so deep. I can go so esoteric on the templates and the structures that have been embedded on this planet for thousands of years. And we're actually, I truly believe we're, we're dissolving a lot of that right now. And, and, and I think that's why a lot of these things are, are coming up and also why a lot of people are losing it. Well, they're <laughs> exhausted I, for one, everyone's exhausted. And actually we, yeah. Andrew is on the phone. I'm going to uh, open up his mic. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I was listening to you. I was just taking my time. That's all good. No, I knew you were listening. I just didn't know if you wanted to get on. And I I love it when you get on on the air with me. So go ahead and and share your thoughts. I mean, or ask your questions, you know. Because you always have good Well, the unconscious is something that I I wrote in, in the text because people are, and it's one of the things that I'm working on for sure is, pausing before speaking sounds easy but sometimes lots of times it's not pausing before speaking because we need to digest some things and feel like what and get get out the words that make the will make the most impact one reason why i think we don't pause people don't pause is because we're afraid that uh someone else is going to jump in and steal the time so there's a pause in this conversation you start talking and then if you pause Someone else is going to jump in there. You can't finish what you wanted to say. They'll say, we'll come back to you later, but it doesn't happen. Or it's hard. Your train of thought's gone. Uh, and so 
I mention this because uh, there's there's unconsciousness that, that we we need to um, to be aware of um, and and be able to get more of a hold of of uh, of, of being in the present being the present tense. I'm rambling a little bit about it, but I've I've been been doing some thought about how to better present myself, how to make a better impact, and a lot of that is by maybe pausing so the the uh, the unconscious, the thing just doesn't come out. Uh, that's a bit of a ramble. Let's just start talking a little about uh, about that. I love it. One thing that was kind of coming to me as you were talking, it's like once we like have these awarenesses too, it's like once we know it, we can't unknow it. Like once it's conscious or we've brought light to like a pattern or a feeling or a thing, I, I've just found it's like, okay, now I can't unknow this, which is also – um, just so powerful. And, and we've talked about presence and being present in the now. And I think that's another like beautiful aspect of this whole thing that we're talking about with the unconscious, because it's like the ego and the unconscious. I do believe that like they, to some degree want to keep us safe. Right. And if we're, if we're calling out these patterns that have been a part of us for so long, it's like the ego is like, well, well, what am I going to do? This part of me is going to die. Like, and so it's, it's like, they don't necessarily want us to go there and bring and shed the flashlight on all of these things because it would be that death, so to speak. Like I feel like in the last year I've experienced this where, where these parts it's like, Oh, okay. I see this part or this, this, you know, this people pleaser or whatever. And it's like, well, it's, it can feel very uncomfortable to shine the light on these patterns and then to choose something else that is in more of alignment. And, the um i wrote down like as you were speaking like reacting versus responding and i love some of the things you were kind of talking about on those pauses because it's like if we are not we if we don't pause then we're actually not able to receive we're not able to listen we're not able to acknowledge because we're so ready to just again react and that to me would be kind of tied to that unconsciousness is because we're just, you know, we want to be heard or we want to. Well, we're um, formulating the response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there you go. Being an active listener, Jody and I talk about this a lot. Um, being able to, to be an active listener and not having already listening, already ready to respond. When a brother person speaking, don't always be ready to try to formulate your response. Truly listen, absorb what's happening. Yeah. And I noticed that you're taking notes, Amanda. Does that help you be an active listener? Yeah, sometimes like if like there's like a word you say or, you know, something that's like coming through for me and I'm like, oh, this is really, really profound. It's like, you know, just keeping it like and, and I don't take a ton of notes, but I just kind well, of write down a parking words. lot, right? You put it in a parking yeah. lot. That's yeah, what and I it's, do too. And it's like if we come back to it, great. If we don't, I'm also okay with that because I'm just learning. It's like I, I just like being able to be in a place to where we're not necessarily attached to these things, because that might've been the download that came through 30 seconds ago. But when we're here in the now, something could have completely shifted. And now this new, more expansive thing is coming through. And so if I'm attached to this old thing that came through, then I'm holding onto that when something else that's maybe so much bigger than me is ready to come through and be shared based on where we're at in the now. And so it's like sometimes our mind's like, what did you just say? But it, it, well, you know and that's what I mean? what's happening to me today. I'm having a unique experience with you because um, I'm in the clouds with you. Like, because we, we talk the same thing. 
So for me, I'm in such a space of calm and comfort and I could just let you like speak and not even say a word because it's a, it's music, right? To my ears, but this is a show. So I can't do that. (laughs) So, and one of the things that you said, by the way, and you said it more than once. So I feel like we need to bring it up about the death of the past. That is profound. There's a lot of crying involved when you're releasing your past. Is there not? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because you're Absolutely. releasing the old reality. Yes. Yes. And so, and some people will call it like a oh. dark night of the soul, the shadow aspects, you know, whatever is coming up. But again, going back to what we were talking about, if this density is in your energy field and it's coming up, because I think there's a lot of kind of maybe misconceptions or, or, or things in even the spiritual community as with anywhere where it's like, Oh, love and light, love and light. Great. That's great. I would love to live there a hundred percent of the time. But I found for me that that just has not cut it (laughs) because there's a form of like, what is it saying? The only way out is through because it's like when we discount or sidestep, what's showing up in this moment and what's coming up. And, and, and this ties back in beautifully with the unconscious, what I'm going to say, because I use like the emotions and the things that are coming up as kind of my compass. What is showing up right now? And again, the question, is this mine? And is this, you know, what, what wants to be seen, felt, heard in this moment? Thank you. Because again, it brings it back into the here and now. And then we actually it can be so simple. It's just that acknowledgement that allows the attachment, the pain, the, the thing to dissolve because it doesn't have that unconscious power over us anymore when we're willing to just see it. And one thing I've mentioned before to some of my clients, I'm like, sometimes it's not even necessarily like the healing part that's the hardest for people. It's the ego and the unconscious ability to let go of the control of seeing it and feeling it. Say that last part again. It's the unconscious. Wait, say that again. Sometimes it's our bare, it's sometimes it's not even the healing that is the most challenging part for people. I found that sometimes it's just allowing like the ability for us to see it and letting the ego and the unconscious, just like the fighting it, the resistance the to resistance. killing the thing. Yes. So the resistance Amanda, to- I want, I want to add something to that. When you were talking about uh, uh, releasing things that no longer serve us, you know, those weren't your words, those are mine. But when people pleasing- I'm a big people pleaser, and Joey mentioned that, um, kind of alluded to that earlier in the broadcast. And I know that uh, I need to, if, if, if I'm not helping myself, I'm not serving myself, I can't be of enough service to others. And being able to release that, that ingrained feeling of always doing for others before I do for myself has uh, been challenging. And, uh, and even though I know that I can be a better person and, and do, do both, yeah. By looking uh, by looking for my highest good and, and my serving my needs first, it's tough. And uh, I'm sure that you deal with a lot of clients who have. You say this is what you to really move forward. You, I would suggest you move in this direction and release those bad uh, or those patterns from your past, those habits from your past that are holding you back. And they'll say, I know, I just can't do it. I can't seem to do it. It's a challenge. Even if you know what's best for you, it's hard to really do it. 
yeah i i i love how these things always tie so beautifully into like what what it always like works out because i'll share this story my experience because i actually like it i i'm actually that's been the the lesson for me is the people pleasing in the last several weeks and and i kind of mentioned this earlier the wanting everybody to see me and my character and to love me and, and all these things and i realized that i was like almost trying to pacify other people's feelings, even if it was like, I didn't do anything wrong. And maybe their interpretation of something brought up some emotional reaction in their body and then trying to like fix it and and take responsibility for what was it mine to take responsibility for. And so as I have acknowledged this pattern recently and had to release some relationships it was very uncomfortable for me because again, speaking to our unconscious patterns, if we've been doing something for so many years, it can feel like a shock to the system because it's like, whoa, this is foreign. Whoa, am I doing this wrong? Whoa. But at the same time, it's like the alternative didn't feel very good either. And it was continuing to present itself as an opportunity for me to see where I can choose to see the higher perspective and and like you it mentioned as well it's like if i'm if i'm allowing and choosing to have other people show up in this way and to dump on me or to blame me or to make me feel bad and i'm choosing to kind of play in that reality then it's like well i'm showing up in that frequency and i'm showing up in a way that is not going to be of the highest service to myself first and foremost and then to others as a reflection of like where i'm at so Whereas if I choose to, well, you know, this is an, isn't actually my responsibility to hold this for somebody else and to fix this. And then it's also giving them an opportunity to go through their process of emotions. Because let's say I, I think I kind of mentioned this earlier. If I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me fix it. Then it actually doesn't allow even the chemical process of the bo- in the body. So if there's a, like an emotion coming up. We want it. Sometimes we often try to stop it and we're like, oh, I got to when people are like, go distract yourself. Like I for me personally, that is one of like the worst advice possible (laughs) Um, when you're having uh, like an emotional thing come up and someone tells you to go find a distraction because it actually prevents the chemical process in the body of what's arising. And again, it could be a pattern. It could be an isolated event, but the emotions are being produced, you know, via the various organs or mechanisms in the body, the chemical mechanisms. And so when we stop that process, we're stopping that chemical process from moving through us. And that's when stuff becomes suppressed in the organs, in the body. And that's why we have like the depression and the mental health and all these things. Cancer. Because we're not allowing the the movement of it. Cancer. Yes. Cancer. Mm-hmm. Right? Because after depression and anxiety, what comes? Cancer. Just saying. Spot yeah. on, Amanda. Spot on. And it actually I wanna I wanna bring back too that it it actually is so simple. And I wanna offer this because I've heard and I, I have said this myself. Oh, it's really hard. Oh, it's really hard. It's hard if that's what you subscribe to and what you choose it to be. But it actually is very simple. I wanna offer this because when we have these things come up. If we go back to presence and, and allowing and even asking for help and and even I've, I've said before, like when I had this experience with this business thing I've been going through, I said, 
okay, God, like, I don't have the answer for this in this moment. So I know right now it's not for me to, I don't need to take any action because I don't have, there's no action that I'm being guided to take, but I am willing to be the receiver of something that is higher than me, this innate, beautiful wisdom. I love the bird, by the way. Oh my gosh. I just got, I love, I'm an animal person. So I just got distracted by the parent. You just brought on, I love it. Oh, sorry. So, and yesterday was her birthday. So she wanted to be like, you know, acknowledged. Oh, well, happy birthday. It's birthday. And she's a, she's a magical creature. She's yeah, she looks like, I love it. Oh yeah. I mean, she's a channel like that. Oh. Yeah. But go ahead, because what you're saying. I know so I kind profound. of like had a squirrel moment, but it was a bird moment, really. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, oh, um, sometimes I'm like the thoughts are like flying out of my head. I'm like, where is it going? That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I, I now I kind of lost my train of thought. But again, oh, it was to my to my point that it, we we don't it doesn't have to actually be hard and challenging because it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. No. It's your, yeah. it's your self-talk. It's your inner talk. Is it hard or is it easy? Does God have my back or not have my back? And here comes the second bird. Okay. Hello. And so one beautiful thing that's helped me a lot is what is present right in this moment for me to do? I don't have to worry about like, if I'm not present with you right here, right now, then I'm somewhere else. I'm not all here. And what is showing up in this moment for me to do? And that might be take a drink of water. That might be go meditate. That might be go work out. That might be, you know, start writing your program. I, I don't know what that is. That And that's something for you to decide and for you to tune into. Because again, going back to when we have all of these, you know, agendas and lists, and it's like we're forcing life rather than allowing this beautiful flow of God to come through us so that we can be that expression of God rather than trying to. And I, well, I, I mean, I want to point weird. out what you just said trying to force something. If it's not supposed to happen, don't try to force it, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Right? Well, come here, girlfriend. You going to come out mm -hmm. here and show everybody? Okay. All right, now we got. Oh, we got two of them. So amazing. Yeah. So oh, this, these are my magical creatures, and um, uh, yeah, I love them. You know, so Zelda amazing. had a question, um, and I just want to answer this for. She was, "What is small fiber neuropathy? What part of the body affects?" So small fiber neuropathy is all over body pain. Um, it usually comes for people who have diabetes. A lot of people can have it just in their feet, but I had it all over my entire body and reversed it. And so we can um, talk offline. And then she said she reversed diabetes herself at the diabeticdonut.com. There's a free download. Um, and then this one, Naima, who's our executive producer, uh, she says, Grand Rising Beautiful Queen Teachers, this has been such an insightful show. We need to learn that we are not here to suffer or sacrifice our happiness in order to please others. That is so huge, right? So we are not here to sacrifice. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't compromise. Compromise is good, but you don't compromise to and, and sacrifice at the same time. I mean, if it's a small sacrifice and it's not a, like a huge sacrifice, like for a second, I mean... You have to use your better judgment. And how do you know whether or not you're doing the right thing? Your body will tell you. 
because that's your frequency and your frequency doesn't lie. Right. I'm getting emotional because I just feel like someone needs to hear this. And when, when I, when you were reading that, I just felt it in my whole body because that piece, like we're not here to suffer. We aren't like you are absolutely here to thrive. And what I've learned, it's, it's a journey back home really. And home is just like simply back home to you and your innate essence. And it's like, we don't have to be hard on ourselves because it does come out in layers. There are you know, people I know who've experienced extreme bouts of trauma. And then there are others who maybe haven't had as extreme bouts of trauma, but there's still layers. And so we can be gentle with ourselves and, and really just notice what's coming up in the moment and, and really, really trusting that we do have support from God, from the divine. And that it's, it's like life doesn't want to mess with us. Like it's, it's, really, I truly believe just showing us constantly these things that have been weighing us down. And so we can reframe the way we look at it in any moment. And we can really just allow this process to unfold. And the emotions are fleeting, although I, I know uncomfortable, like I, I, I completely get it. And I will say for, you know, even one thing that has been very powerful in my journey as a woman, because our society, I, I feel it's like we have the masculine and feminine polarities inside of us and coming back to, for us as feminine, because it's like, I had to really peel back those layers of all the ways that I hardened myself. And, and the feminine is all about receiving it. It can, this journey can be of beauty, grace, ease, flow, and then it's just this beautiful dance with the universe to where you can actually step into, like, we don't necessarily, again, going back to, we don't have to force. So we are powerful creators. We're human, little human magnets. And so you can actually, when you're in your meditation or when you're just in kind of that creation mode, you can actually drop into the frequency of what it is you want to experience. And I always say, this is something greater. Okay, God, like if I, you know, if there's something, maybe I'm not seeing all of it. And you can actually put yourself into that experience and the body and the mind doesn't know the difference between this, like putting yourself into that versus it happening in the physical. And so that's how we plant these energetic seeds to create and to call in and to be able to receive these things. And so we're, we're teaching the you body that I'm saying the word receive mm -hmm. and I need to, um, 90 seconds. We're, we're going to kind of go like a minute over, but. I'm being called to share this. Where, where in life have we seen receivers? Radio, TV, antennas, right? These are all receivers. So I'm going to plant this seed. We as humans are antennas. We are receivers, right? And so when you consider the fact... 60 seconds. 60 seconds, but when you <laughs> consider the fact that you're an antenna here to receive, you also have to choose what you want to receive. Is it gonna be good energy or bad energy? And then what are you pushing out through the airwaves? Good energy or bad energy? So if you consider yourself an antenna, a receiver, you know, like, like the electronics, right? We all understand electronics for the most part, you know, that we can receive radio waves to hear this show, right? So what do you want to receive? 
what do you what do you want to put out in the universe and then choose your frequency because your frequency doesn't lie 10 seconds can't fake your frequency <laughs> love it so um i want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you let me go back to this uh contact amanda at www.amanda monier m-o-n-n-i-e-r.com or hello at amanda monier.com and um where else can they reach you instagram yeah i do have an instagram um my website is one of the i would say website or instagram are the two best ways to reach me and then yeah i mean I'm, there's my email on there so that's another way if you have any specific questions but those are the primary ways we are so grateful um you know i'm, I'm so grateful that you made time you know what we didn't tell everybody you know we didn't like point out you're on pacific time it's early in the morning <laughs> it is <laughs> But my four o'clock alarm, I was like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I get you because I'm not a morning person. Um, so I want to, you know, thank you. I want to thank Naima, Andrew, Zelda. Everybody's participated on the show, uh, the media connection, on, um, and uh, Catherine, she called in, um, the Higher Learning Network, Jamie Zahn. Um, I know that there's more people that were listening. I didn't quite get everybody this morning. But um, we're just really grateful when you listen or call in or however you choose to play. Um, if you uh, can subscribe to my YouTube channel, you will get notified whenever we have uh, these, uh, uh, whenever I have my show, which is every Tuesday morning. You can watch any, everyone every single morning from 7 a.m. To 9 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 8 a.m. to uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. And what was it, Pacific? <laughs> like anybody yeah, getting up? Pacific. I'm in Southern California, so. So yeah. that was five o'clock this morning for you. Five, yes, five a.m. So yeah. five to seven in the morning. So if you're you're going for your run, five o'clock in the morning in California, you know, tune in. I'm personally not up that early, so <laughs> I'm not offended. So catch the replay. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, uh, let's see what else we got here. And Andrew says, thank you, Amanda and grand rising and sun rising. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank you as well. Yeah, so nice to meet you. We're so grateful. And then you can watch this podcast on the blog talk radio, the female solution. You can also watch it on Podbean, Spotify, Alexa. It's, it's all over. Tune in where you want. And, um, and I think we're here to end anything, any last words that you want to say before we run the ending or I'll just circle back to, I mentioned it at least once and it's just been so profound and kind of one of those things where not that I necessarily, well, it would have been nice to know sooner, but just really going back to trusting yourself, your own intuition. And that would mean who you choose to spend your time with, who you choose to work with, maybe, you know, healers, what support, um, but really going back to trusting those inner knowings and nudges, because it really, once again, just is a journey back home to like who you truly are and what you came here to experience do. And it doesn't have to be this, it doesn't have to be hard. It becomes even more challenging when we don't listen to ourselves and we don't trust ourselves. And it, can kind of, you know, sidestep us off our path for a little while. So yeah. I would just come back to 
to that as like the the main thing I love to leave people yeah, with. Yeah, and, and I'll add to that. So I was just, I just got a download. That's what I was looking up. <laughs> so, so here's what they're saying. There's a lot of people out there that are struggling with, well, I don't want to abandon X, meaning my mom, my dad, my sister, my friend, my brother, whatever. You don't have to. You just have to shift the type of relationship that you have. You may be in relationship and you don't talk about specific things um, that you may uh, be in relationship a little bit at a distance to let some healing take place. Yeah. You don't have to abandon people. You can just shift how you relate, like choose. Yeah. And so you don't have to feel guilty for wanting the shift. I'm hearing there's a lot of guilt out there. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Just, you know, I mean, and um, I'm not going to say who this was, but someone I've known since I was born, <laughs> we had to shift our relationship. And it, because we both chose to do it, it's actually really healthy and really loving. And, yeah. um, and he's yeah. not as, um, as uh, open about stuff as I am. So I won't say who it is, but I'll just say that because we both loved each other, but knew that talking about whatever it was that we were talking about didn't work. He chose not to talk about certain things. I chose not to talk about certain things. And we found other things over time to talk about. Yeah. I, I've had the same experience last year. I had to shift my relationship with uh, my dad and it's like, again, like kind of foundations, like we can't necessarily build a house on a rocky foundation. So sometimes there needs to be that reset, which actually allows for something more beautiful to come through when we're not holding on to what was, we can choose and create something more beautiful than maybe we wouldn't have even known. And if it feels off, it, it may be it, that, that thing inside of you that's telling you, like maybe it's time to evaluate that and you know what's best for you. You, you know, aside from all the chatter, you can tune in, drop into your heart, Bring that awareness to your breath and really just receive that guidance from your higher knowing. Well, and these two, uh, so Fagla and Tinkerbell um, are 